0: Hey,
1: everybody. Welcome back. What is this, episode four of Dom That's True? I'm your host, Truman Steen, also joined by my host, Owen oh, Dom. How are you doing? Hey,
0: Truman, how's it going, man? I'm having oh, a great
1: day. I'm surviving, man. Uh, you know, I'm surviving like the NFL. Uh, barely surviving. <laughs> right now, oh. <laughs> oh, we just finished up NFL week three. Uh, we'll recap it. Take a little look here at uh, NFL Week Four. Maybe a little peek at the NBA Finals. Ooh! Oh, oh, the Finals that everybody expected—the Miami Heat and the, and the Los Angeles Lakers, of course. Of course, of course. Uh, this isn't this isn't in the script. The uh, truth be told, we do write these. I do uh, write. We write these scripts Monday night. I, I we send them to each other. We talk about what's going on, going on. Uh, generally uh, during the Monday night football game and after, especially during the Monday night football game, especially if the Chiefs are playing. But obviously, the the big news today, um, the Titans and the Vikings both both had many uh, numerous players test positive for the nf uh, for the coronavirus. Very not great. Um, both both have been a uh, both both teams have been told to shut down their facilities for now, and they're gonna hopefully try to get them back in here. Um, Owen or should we be scared for an NFL season or should we be scared that we're going to miss a week or something here? Or, I mean, what's, what is, uh, what is this going to look like?
0: No. So, um, the NFL has actually put in a whole bunch of safety measures, uh, for this kind of thing. One, um, they've already pushed back the playoffs uh, by a week or have, have that in the works and ready. If they need to, uh, they also have the bye weeks for this reason. Um, If they need to move, switch around bye weeks, the the, currently the teams, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and Tennessee, are the only teams that be affected. Um, The Vikings don't have enough to qualify, have enough COVID tests to qualify for moving around the schedule. But the three teams that we've affected, Tennessee, Baltimore, and the Steelers, it just so happens that their bye weeks are in seven and eight. And if they needed to move their bye week to now, they could still finagle the schedule around. Um, And just by switching. I was curious,
1: so. I was curious what that would look like because it's not as simple. It's not it's not as simple as the MLB. You know, you know you miss a day, you miss a series. Uh, you know right. uh, the Cardinals still made the playoffs somehow. Uh, you you know I've 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 been kind of watching the MLB. Kind of not. Nah, we talked about this or on the first episode we've talked about the MLB. We've we've I I, I keep it at an arms arms length, but I know that the Cardinals are still able to make the playoffs. Uh, you know even though uh, fuck St. Louis, all, always in forever. Um, <laughs> but. You know, so like I, I understand. So yeah, I was I was wondering what that would look like if we do have to end up missing a week here. Uh, what would we what kind of impact this will have on the league? So I'm hoping. I mean, obviously you seem you seem more in the know than I did. I saw the initial news and I was like, oh, this will be fun to talk about. And then I didn't look it up any further. So I appreciate having yeah. you here to always always keep me honest and always keep me informed. Yeah. So
0: I actually had some time to look at it at work today, and uh, Twitter is already, of course, you know, Twitter the geniuses of the world have already. Uh, figured out how it's going to work because you know everybody on twitter knows how the nfl works how it should be planned and they should be gm so um but yeah so uh it's it's just looking like it's going to be some bi-week swaps and if need be it seems as though the nfl would just push the playoffs back by a whole week so uh i'm really not too concerned actually i think the nfl is going to handle it they've already done a really good job of somehow keeping you know rosters of 80 plus people from getting covid i don't That's incredible uh, that this is week four is the first time we're getting any players with positive COVID tests. That's insane. Um, But yeah, I think the NFL has done a really good job and I don't think it's going to be too much of a problem.
1: Yeah, that's actually, I mean, but uh, in a big part of this, I mean, this is important. This is, these aren't affecting no name teams. Like you talked about, it's talking about affecting the Steelers and the Titans and the Vikings and the Baltimore Ravens. Three of those teams are playoff teams. And then the other one is the Vikings. But uh, you know, so, so there's two, there's obviously two undefeated teams there. And, uh, you know, your last season's NFL number one seed, uh, who we had probably already crowned the AFC North division winner. We'll talk about it here we'll talk about it here coming up in a bit. Yes,
0: we will. Yes, but, we will.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, so this is, these, these are important games. So, you know, the, sh- the impacts on the season and the playoff picture and just, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how the, how the NFL's corona uh covid plan works around this and, and and if the MLB was able to do it with with their shoddy leadership over there uh then I'm not then I'm not totally I'm not very scared of how the NFL be ha- able to handle it especially since the NFL uh makes so much money and cares about their players uh even less than the MLB so uh <laughs> but yeah so so I have hope but you know obviously we couldn't we couldn't just move on uh, you know, with today being Tuesday, uh, September 29th, without talking about it. So yeah, I wanted to make sure that we discussed it.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, like you said, billion dollar, uh, billion dollar organization. They're going to get it figured out. Yeah, there's not really much else to say.
1: All right. exactly. All right. Well, so with that, let's move in. Let's move on into uh, kind of our normal programming here. Obviously, we're both Chiefs fans. We have a lot of Chiefs listeners, so we generally like to start off. With a little bit of just kind of a Chiefs focus, and uh, I, you know, I think the biggest storyline coming out of last night's game is, I think the Chiefs, uh, I think the Chiefs made the battle for the AFC look uh, look pretty simple all of a sudden. It's yeah. it seemed to be a little more complicated, and it looks uh, fairly fairly easy now, huh?
0: So, so Truman, having been Chiefs fans over the rise of the Chiefs, um, we know one thing that the Chiefs are good at. And something that they do every time. They always, always play to the level of their opponent for no reason whatsoever. So I mean, uh, week one, you know, mid tier team in Houston, I think, mid honestly, mid to bad. They could be a bad team this year, you know, played decently well. Um uh, a team in the Chargers that look good. I mean not look good, look bad. The Chiefs, you know, didn't really play all that well. Look a lot then, different with
1: Justin Herbert, to be fair.
0: True, true. But in his first start, he go he lose a fumble, throw one touchdown and one interception. So we can talk about that later, of course. But and then I guess the Ravens, time to pull it out, baby. Pull, pulled out everything. Looked like the best team in the in, in the league. Looks like an obvious, you know, an obvious Super Bowl contender. And this is something that we've seen from the Chiefs, and honestly, I was not surprised.
1: Right, and I think I think it's something that as Chiefs fans that we've noticed over the years since Andy Reid has gotten here is that when it it feels like an unimportant game because because here's the thing is Mahomes already won MVP and and not that not that players really care about it or that coaches really care about it or that teams really care about it but the chiefs the chiefs already had their player win MVP they're not trying to light up the scoreboard at all times they've figured out that, that at this point they can settle in and what it is only about and it's only about winning and it's only about winning championships and the way that and the way that the chiefs go about it is is they go and they make sure that they make sure that they're not going to overshow, you know, they're not busting out those shovel plays or their reverses or the flip passes. You know, they're not busting those out for for the Indianapolis Colts last year. Obviously we watched we watched one of the worst games I think of Mahomes' young career where he lost nineteen fourteen to the Colts last year. When it felt like Andy Reid had just kept the cl- uh, playbook closed, and I think Andy Reid's not afraid to do that. I think I think with teams like the Chargers or the Texans, where they know that they're going to go in there and handle, I think they go in there and they say, "All right, we're going to run one third of our playbook, and we'll keep the two thirds for teams like the Ravens or uh, this upcoming week against the Patriots." It's uh, I think I, I think they just kind of I think I think we saw what the what what worried us and what we saw. Was the closed playbook Chiefs, and I think now that we've seen it, I don't think I'm as worried about it anymore. I was kind of worried about it. We talked, you know, you, you can play the audio back from last week. I was scared. I bet on the Ravens to win. But, you know, that was that was math telling me to bet on the Ravens to win. I use I use the machine. We do Steam versus Machine on Fridays. If you want to see want to see the best, of the, but you know, it told me to bet on the Ravens because the Chiefs hadn't been very good and. Uh, you know, so I think that's just what it really comes down to is I believe the Chiefs were keeping that playbook closed and have now and are, are willing to open it at any time. And I think the NFL is absolutely scared because even when the Chiefs looked a little vulnerable there at the beginning, now they're also getting defensive players back. Rashad Breeland's back. Uh, uh, it's either next week or no, it's in two next weeks. Next week he'll be back after the Pats. After game. the Pats game, yeah, and you know if they can, if if uh, depending on what happens with their with their interception leader, LeJarius Sneed, but even 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 the guys they pulled off the practice squad, Traver- and uh you know Thompson looked good, uh and also Traverius Tendrick Ward. Kendrick Thompson. Yeah, Traverius Ward, who they paid, who they paid. This offseason to be their number one cornerback, uh, who broke his hand in the first week, is has returned this week. You know he dropped an. Would have easy, had a pick if he didn't have, have a broken hand. Yeah, dropped an easy pick for from Lamar. So yeah, I, I I believe if you're if you're the rest of the AFC, you're scared again. I I think everybody felt like the Chiefs looked a little vulnerable, and I believe they I believe everyone's back to being scared again.
0: You know, Truman. I'm going to take this opportunity to segue into the uh, patented Owen Dom stat crunch. Uh, I'm glad you talked about uh, the Chiefs and game planning and numbers because I, I promised y'all that I would roast Lamar and you know, I love to hate on the top opponent for the Chiefs You know, that's just what I like doing. I like trashing on them. I was, I'm a big Tom Brady hater. Although I, I do believe he's the goat. Everyone but is. I, I love, does. I love to hate on top opponents. And so I'm going to read you off the fraudulent stats from Lamar's MVP season. And I think you might be shocked. All right. So, I broke the stats down into three categories. Stats against good teams. Stats against middle-of-the-road teams. And stats against bad teams.
1: Do, do, do you have it written down just for me? Do you have it written down? What are your middle middle of the field and your bad teams? I sure do. All right. What are your... What are, okay, so your, your good okay. teams are... So,
0: so, my good teams. Kansas City. Sure. Seattle. New England. Houston. In San Francisco.
1: All last year, Those all good are, teams, for sure.
0: Yes. So, I, there's only three middle-of-the-road teams this year. And I listed teams twice if they were played twice. So, for middle-of-the-road teams, you had Pittsburgh, Buffalo, and then Pittsburgh again. So, as we all know, the Ravens had the 32nd strength of schedule last year. Do you know why? It's because they played against eight terrible teams. They're they're b- bad teams that they faced. Miami, Arizona. Cleveland, Cincy, Cincy again, L.A., the Rams, uh, the Jets, and Cincy again. None of those teams won more than five games, five or less win. Now I'm going to start reading off to you Lamar's stats. So, against good teams, Lamar threw for 900 yards, six touchdowns, and zero picks. That means he averaged 180 yards and 1.2 touchdowns with no picks against a good team. That's bad. That's not. That's not good. Against middle of the road team, he somehow managed to be slightly worse, but also slightly better. He threw for 134 yards a game, 1.3 touchdowns a game, and one interception. That's good for a total of one uh, three picks, four touchdowns, and 400 yards. Now, Mr. MVP, I wonder how you got your MVP. It's because you threw for 1,920 yards against the dumpster fires of the NFL. That's good for 240 yards a game, 3.25 touchdowns a game, and 0.25 interceptions.
1: Did you say 9,000 or did I hear that? No, loud? one.
0: Th- I said 1,920. Oh, okay. 1,920 <laughs> yards. I was
1: like, what's so that? So he threw for
0: 1,920 yards, 26 touchdowns against the dumpster fire of the, of the league, and two picks. That is how you get an MVP. It's because you throw... A total, if I have my stat sheet here correct, you throw for six touchdowns against Cincy, and then you throw for a total of ten touchdowns against LA and the Jets. I think uh, that's how you get an MVP. Here's the now, b-
1: here's the thing. Now though.
0: Truman. Now Truman. Now Truman. I know. It's, it's their offensive style. Whoa. It's what he schemed for. Not even. You know, you can only you can only play the teams that you're scheduled for. Sure. You can't compare that
1: to Mahomes, right? Well, okay, 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 okay. All right. So here's here's where I wanted to interject. I just want to throw a little a little thing about you. Here's the reason. Here's the reason. And the reason I think that Russ, it's this. It's the same. is the same reason it, is that Lamar won it. It's probably the same way that Patrick Mahomes won it. We can talk about it here in a second. But the the same reason I think Russ is going to win it this year is they have bad schedules. Russ can pad his stats against the NFC East. And, you know, he's got to go play the NFC West, which is fine. But he gets to play the NFC East, I believe. I believe the AFC East as well. And the AFC East, you know, obviously he's going to have two very bad teams to play against right. in Miami and New York. And the, AFC, and the NFC East is all bad teams of the Cowboys, Eagles, uh, Giants, and, and the Washington football team. And I think, I think he'll be able to pad his stats there. And what, what you do for an MVP season is during the regular season, you pad your stats against the bad teams, and then you have enough important games against good teams, and you win those, and you don't have to be that impressive in them. Is that and, and, right. and that's sure, what an MVP sure. and that what that's what an MVP consists of. I mean, obviously, we talked about Patrick Mahomes' year. He played, you know, he got to play against the bad Chargers twice, the bad Raiders twice. He played against the 49ers, who ended up losing Jimmy G in that game. He got to play against the Jaguars and the Bengals and the Browns. The Jaguars were good. No, sorry, no, Jag- not that, not, not not that year. They, they 2018? were. They, they were declining. They were good the fall, the, the past year, but yes, that but year, it was week but, one. but that year, it was they, week one,
0: but that they that, were top ten team week one.
1: No, that wasn't week one. It wasn't week one that year.
0: Jaguars? Yes it was. No, that
1: was that was the that was the MVP after. That was the that was the defending MVP camp, uh, campaign. We opened we opened this we opened the season right. in right. LA against the Chargers. Okay,
0: right. Okay, you're right. You're right. Right. You're right. Or they might have
1: even still been San Diego back then. But but my, but my point being, you know, Mahomes got to pat again, there was there was the Browns, there was the Cardinals, there was the Bengals, there was the Jaguars, there was the 49ers two games against the chargers two games against the raiders that's what an mvp's mvp season consists of is playing against bad teams where you build your stats and then having enough important games the thing was is he had enough important games he played the patriots close sadly twice he lost both of those games against the patriots but he played them close mm-hmm. twice he got sure. play, he got he he had that miracle against the ravens where he where he threw that bomb to Tyreek Hill and he threw the no look pass yeah, that's, that's, that's a dumb. You know, he, a good team. Oh wait, sorry. The Chargers were good that year. Sorry, that's my bad. Don't count the Chargers. Chargers were good that year. Chargers made so the playoffs. Only six bad teams. Chargers made the playoffs. Well, two games against the Raiders.
0: And beat Lamar, right?
1: He beat he beat Lamar, but Lamar was it was it was his rookie year. It was Lamar's rookie year. Lamar had only only started half the season. Are we talking season.
0: about we talking about Mahomes' rookie year?
1: No, we're talking about Lamar's. We're talking about Mahomes' second year.
0: Okay, his first year as a starter. Stop it, Skip Bayless. No, Stop
1: it. I mean he started that one game the first year too. So oh, I mean, I all know. right. So that means I know, not his- I know, I know. It's a big. It, I I know those those the people that love to defend Lamar always like to compare the two the first two year stats for Mahomes and like to throw miss the caveat that Mahomes only played one game, but Lamar only played like six or seven games his first year also.
0: Okay. Okay. But okay. I'm, just, okay. I'm
1: just, I'm just, I'm here to defend Lamar. Lamar, sure. don't sure. get me wrong. Lamar had an awful game. Lamar didn't pass for 100 yards. Lamar barely, I think he, I think total yards ended up at 170. He had one touchdown. Yeah. He probably th- should have thrown two interceptions. But yes. l- l- okay. but I think Mahomes should have thrown right. one or two also. But n- neither of them got picked. Mm. Uh, he. I think he had one that got pretty close, I want to say.
0: Okay. But
1: Lamar did look okay. uncomfortable all night. And Mahomes looked as comfortable as I've ever seen him look on a football field.
0: Right. Over 400 yards, five total touchdowns. That's dominance against the number one scoring defense in the league. After th-
1: after two weeks. And one of those weeks was against the Browns.
0: Sure, but Truman, this is what we've been hearing all week. You can't do that to the Ravens defense. Let's see how they do that with the Ravens defense. The Ravens corners aren't going to allow that. The Ravens D- DBs are way too good for that. You can't do that against the Ravens. Yes, you can't. Yes, he can. You can And here, Mahomes you know, can. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But it, it, and here's something that I'd like to point out about Mahomes. I crunched the stats on Mahomes too for 2019 season. So as we all know, Mahomes only played uh, 13 games because he was out for three. Here are those stats. Once again, I've compiled the stats into good, middle, and bad team. And now here's where it gets interesting. Against bad team. Mahomes averaged 268 yards, 1.75 touchdowns, and 0.75 interceptions against bad teams. Okay, that's, you know, still better than Lamar versus bad teams. Which is, you know, but Lamar threw for uh, twice as many touchdowns. That's fine. Moving on, against middle team, Mahomes threw for 325 yards, one and a half touchdowns, and no picks against middle-of-the-road teams. That is better than Lamar in yards by twice. And better than uh, Lamar in touchdowns by, uh, I think, three touchdowns and no picks. Now against a good team, against a good team, Mahomes averaged 310 yards, 2.3 touchdowns, and 0.6 interceptions against good team. Means that against the best competition, Mahomes pulled out his best stuff. Right. And that is why you can't talk about Mahomes and Lamar on the same
1: we're not gonna. You cannot talk about those MVP seasons in the same in the same realm. No, we're not talking about. We ta- and, and we I mean, and, and we talked about it. We we talked about this last night, even after the game, when we were just hanging out on Discord afterwards. Is that is that. Lamar's I believe led the league it's always a big condition well he's not a passer but he led the league with passing touchdowns. He threw 36, which would have got which would have put him in third place in Mahomes year. You know, Mahomes threw 50, he threw for 5000 yards. Lamar Jackson didn't even total over uh, I think he totaled around 47 to 48 counting his rushing right. yards. You know, you can add I think it's another 100 to 200 for Mahomes' legs that that season. So, I just right. what they were not the same MVP season and the only reason that people were comparing them this year was because they both won MVPs. It was hard to not compare them when they're basically the same – when they're basically at the same stage, you know, when they're basically the two elite young quarterbacks and they've both won MVPs the last two years. They're always going to get compared. I mean, they're looking for Mahomes' equal. Mahomes' equal, and that is his age, which is not going to be Jared Goff, but it could certainly be Deshaun Watson or Lamar Jackson. And Deshaun Watson doesn't have anybody to throw to anymore. And then Lamar Jackson, oh, you know, I, I honestly also this is an underrated point, but I don't think Lamar has good weapons. I think Lamar, I and I, I hate to use, but he's got but a top three tight end. Oh, that doesn't matter. The Mark, Chiefs, the Mark Chiefs have is a
0: top three tight end. I, I,
1: I, you know, I'm not, I'm not a Chiefs fan that Hollywood says that. Hollywood Brown's
0: supposed to be a super rookie. He was a Willie Snead's a rookie. consistent performer.
1: He's a fine perform, performer. But Mahomes, for, man, Mahomes is a top two tight end, and a top five. I like to think sure. a top five wide receiver, and as far as number two wide receivers, probably another top ten wide sure, receiver.
0: Sure, But Truman, does does Lamar put up Mahomes' numbers with Mahomes' weapon?
1: That's the. But I mean, that's a big if. That's a big if, right? Sure. Can, okay. That's but I what I'd also like to remind you. Let's not become like, like the you. like Colin Coward and these guys to sure, trying to distract, sure, trying sure. to uh, just. But I'm, you know, I'm just saying. There is a – the only reason people were comparing it this year is because the playbook was closed, because Mahomes wasn't performing to start off the season.
0: Right, sure. But I'd like to remind you that all the stats I read off you for Mahomes, those weren't from his MVP season. Those were from last year.
1: Right. I mean, but still, he was – So he's balling. He's balling on a down season. uh, What did they play? They played the the AFC South last year. Another – the Chiefs did another garbage division.
0: By by my metrics, Mahomes played against four bad teams. Tillamars eight. He played against six middle of the road teams, two Lamars three, and he played against three middle of the road teams, two Lamars uh, six.
1: Well, but he also didn't he also didn't have to play the Packers and he didn't have to play the and he didn't have to play the Vikings. but, sure. and, and, but you know and again, we, we are unsure about the AFC South this year. He lost three games to the AFC South last year. Again with the caveat that the Titans game was very fluky and the Houston and Indianapolis games were both when he re-aggravated his ankle.
0: Right, but I'm just—I'm just a Lamar hater. I—I I, I I love hating on I Lamar. I love hating on the Ravens. It's a lot of fun. Ravens fans are some of the worst in the NFL, um, just because of how unrealistic they are. Um, honestly, even 49ers fans are better than Ravens.
1: Right. And at the at the end of the day, this is not a rivalry. And I think that's that's what everybody wanted. That's everybody nice. wanted the Ravens to win because the Ravens winning is the most interesting thing that could happen in the NFL. Mm-hmm. But it didn't happen. And everybody wants a rival for the Chiefs, but there right now there is no rival for the Chiefs. The the the, the Chargers are the closest thing they have to a rivalry because the Chargers always play them close and the Chargers beat them 2 years ago with Mahomes. Right. And what? and and we saw it. We the Chargers game went to overtime with, with a rookie quarterback making his first start. But that's that's your closest thing to a rivalry. But my, and my question about that is that while the Ravens and the Chiefs aren't a rivalry, everybody thought the Ravens were going to be contenders. Everybody took them as the top is top two in the AFC. And now mm-hmm. you know now we have to question if they're top if, if they really are the second best team in the AFC. But it, but right. they could be you know they, but they're certainly top five still. But but here's my question to you is is what will it take? For people to actually take this Ravens team seriously as a contender again after after what happened on Monday night,
0: well, they've got to face a top team and they've got to win. You know, he beat plenty did. of
1: top teams last year. He beat he beat Houston sure, right. and and the Patriots last year.
0: Right, right, exactly. They need to continue to do that, and then they'll be a top team. But they will ne- they won't enter the Chiefs tier until they beat the Chiefs. Right, it's going to be Chiefs, DAP, everyone else. Right. Until somebody takes it to the Chiefs. And, you know, like we saw, Lamar could get it done against good teams last year. But, you know, without him playing Houston, if you take away the Houston game, Truman, over five games against top teams, he threw for one touchdown if you take away Houston. He threw for four touchdowns against Houston, none against KC, none against Seattle, one against England, and one against
1: San Francisco. Well, that's I mean, you know, he still played those teams. That's not that you can't sure. you can't make and, that but, argument.
0: Yeah. That, well, but, if you
1: take away and, with the really good game he had against a top-tier team, he wasn't that good about top-tier teams. You're like that right, guy but, on the, on Reddit that says, "Well, if we team, take Mahomes' amazing stats, he's an aver, uh, away, he's an he's an average quarterback." It's like, "Well, yeah."
0: Right, but well, what, what I'm trying to say is th- this kind of loss, the loss that you're favored in, the one that everyone picks you, the one that everyone wants to see win, this, this is the kind of loss that breaks a team. Yeah. So we're going to have to see the Ravens. You know, they might struggle a bit now. I personally, I don't think they will because I think they're well coached and their running game is really good. But until Lamar and the Ravens won't be considered contenders until they see that they can get down and then win, they're one in five. Actually, no, they're 0 in five, sorry, when being down by 10 points or more. Lamar has never come back and won a game.
1: They're also 0 in five when a team scores 25 plus points. Exactly. They haven't beat a team. They haven't beat a team that scored over twenty five points yet. Uh huh. Yeah, they're fr- they front runners. They're front runners for sure. They don't. They're and but but we all know they're not. They're not built to come back from behind. They're they're running. They're a run first football team. Everything goes through the run. They run to pass. They don't pass to run. So. The thing is, is that if you can't get the, if you are behind, you can't sell run, and that's what makes Lamar so dangerous. Is he he's he's sell he's the one of the best at selling the run, but he's got right. uh, he's got a serviceable good arm. He's you know it's not, yeah. it, you know it's not the best arm in the league, but it's it's you know top ten for mm-hmm. sure, and but but his but his legs are the top, and that's what makes him so dangerous. But if there's no threat of the legs because you're running out of time, then you don't have to worry about it. Um, right. it, so, but yeah, I'm with yeah. you. I think it. I think it will take, it will take, uh, the Ravens beating the Chiefs, and the next opportunity they're going to get is in the playoffs, maybe. And I mean, you know, now I'm worried about them winning the division because the Steelers are three 0 and the Steelers don't look like they have many weaknesses. They've the probably the best defense in the league. You know, uh, certainly a case for top top three uh, defenses in the league, and they've got Big Ben back. And this was a team that you know. Everyone kind of was sleeping on because the Steelers did go eight and eight last year without their starter. And you know, as much as we talk about Big Ben had to had to get had to has to start looking older at some point. He looks good, and he's he looks good enough to win. You know, I saw him. I saw him rumble for a for a third and three conversion the other <laughs> night. Whole it was the slowest play I've seen in my entire life, but he did it. And stumbling, and rumbling, rumbling, bumbling, stumbling. Yeah, and so he's uh, you know, it's just. Uh, we've got to see how they bounce back. We got to see, we, you know, the hope is that they don't go into the patented, uh, the chiefs, the chiefs beat me spiral. Like we saw the, like we saw the Jacksonville Jaguars do two years ago.
0: You see, but I would love that. I I would love it. I love it when the chiefs break a team. Oh, it makes me feel so good because that's the stuff that that's what used to happen to the Chiefs.
1: I But we'd, but I love a game
0: to the Pats and then we crumble. Yeah, but I don't so and I, I don't to happen to somebody else.
1: I don't hate the Ravens like you hate the Ravens. I, you know, I, I want there to be a rival to the Chiefs because it keeps it interesting. You know, when we're, we watched LeBron. We're not LeBron fans, you know, we're not NBA fans, but we watch LeBron and it's kind of boring to watch him go through the Eastern Conference, you know, like it got boring there when it was LeBron versus Golden State year after year. And it's just like, okay, here we go again, you know, it's, and so we need, we need parity. We need something. And the Chiefs don't have the challenger right now. I mean, the Chiefs, there is a power vacuum left by the Patriots losing Tom Brady and it just sucked the Chiefs right up into it. And... I, but the pay, but the pets don't look bad either. We will talk we'll talk about sure. them here in a bit. Um, I guess okay. So my, for my last question to wrap up the Chiefs here, we've talked about the Chiefs for <laughs> about half an hour. We we'll probably need to probably need to keep it keep it yeah, moving here. Let's get, let's here. get But 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 before we move on, I mean, is this do, after this game? Do you act? Do you have any worries about the Chiefs? Are you are you yeah. actually concerned uh, about the Chiefs in the AFC? I now? was
0: concerned about this game. Uh, you know, following the Chargers game, and but I forgot to remember that this is the Chiefs. And we inexplicably always play the Chargers close for, for no reason. Um, I mean, probably because the Chargers have a good defense that also, for whatever reason, plays bad against bad teams and good against good teams. Right. Um, but I, I don't have any uh, concerns anymore. Uh, I know that now that I know that Andy Reid can pull out the sauce when we really need it.
1: Yeah, I think I just needed to see that full playbook in, in action to know that. Oh, there is a full okay so there's oh so there's more plays okay and now I'm, I'm now I'm fine I'm fine with
0: it. yeah so so now that I saw the play where Mi- Nicole Hardman takes the direct snap tosses it to ceh who tosses it to Mahomes who throws it to ceh on the flat I'm good like that, that, that you can't defend that like another, you, you literally can't
1: just another six yard play for the Chiefs um but yeah no I feel I, I think I think I'm with you I feel I feel fine about the Chiefs there and I feel fine about the Chiefs moving forward uh excited to see him in the Super Bowl again.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, so real quick, real quick, I know, I know, we're moving out a little bit too fast, but uh, real quick, one last thing, who was the sound guy for the Ravens? <laughs> Terrible. So, okay, uh, I'm not a play-by-play announcer. I've never done play-by-play, but here's my best take. Okay, Patrick Mahomes to Clyde edwards hilaire good for seven yards. Right. who's doing that from the Ravens he's, he's from, the, from
1: the Ravens broadcast my favorite I think I post I post this on twitter uh, twitter.com slash steam machine uh I posted on I posted on twitter uh, uh just a, a little joke I was like man because they they had that one play where like Clyde Edwards Hilaire, Hilaire and it's also not e let's talk about it's a silent h right it's not e yes. it's a
0: it's- so, actually, I've actually heard Clyde say Elair and Elair. I don't think he cares. About, okay. But, but it's not Halair. Right. Okay. There's no but, edge. That's the board thing. But
1: he ran for about a yard and then he got tackled, and all of a sudden, something must have slipped because that Ravens sound guy. I thought. We were in the WWE, and somebody ran out there and had dropped Patrick Mahomes with a Stone Cold Stunner. That's I, that's what it sounded like from the Ravens crowd. Ravens crowd. You can't see the quotation marks on Spotify, but I am doing quotation marks around crowd.
0: Well, there were a few fans in attendance. One of my friends was actually at the game.
1: Right. It's not. Yeah, they're not as quite as big as that, as heavy as the Chiefs' attendance was, I believe. And, but yeah, they did have some, but. Yeah, I, uh, we talked about the sound count, sound guys last week. Uh, the guy the guy in Philadelphia deserves a raise. Still, the guy in Baltimore deserves to be no fired terrible no raise. No raise for you. I'm not calling for someone to ever get fired, but maybe a few coaches. We'll talk about it later on. Also, <laughs> but speaking of moving on and talking about stuff later on, uh, we're gonna try our best not to talk about the Chiefs. And probably we talked a lot about the Ravens here in the in this first in this first segment here. So let's talk about, and maybe we'll talk about the Ravens just a little bit more here. But sure. who's so we saw the battle of the top two last night, but uh, after week three, the week three is kind of just a big prove it week, and it's a big kind of clarification week. Like, oh, that is what's happening, or oh, that's not that's not what it was. Um, Who is the third best team in the AFC?
0: Okay, so. From our options, we've got Bears, Bills, no, no, AFC. Steelers, Titans. AFC. Oh, sorry, sorry. Sorry, sorry. AFC. Yes. So I was thinking I was thinking undefeated teams. So we've got Bills, Steelers, Titans, Pats, Colts for your realistic option. Uh Houston has potential if they can put it together. To to be back in the conversation. Yeah. Uh, that's they're, gonna be tough after starting 0-3. And right. They just, have like the
1: toughest schedule in the NFL. Right. They're 0-3 right now. It's gonna well, they have the toughest. I'm not sure they have the toughest overall schedule, but they certainly have the toughest three games to start the season. Sure. I don't know who so, draws the Chiefs, Ravens, then Steelers back to back to back. It's <laughs> just Yeah, it's pretty brutal. Just a brutal start. Sorry.
0: <laughs> so uh for me, uh number two right now is kind of a one A uh, well, no, it's so the number two spot for me has got to be Steelers
1: over the Ravens. Then, or are we putting the Ravens yeah, over down? the Ravens? Over, the
0: Ravens. We're, we're, we're looking over the Ravens and then Bills and Ravens for now at three with the Bills being my higher suggestion because, like I said, I think this this is a loss that might break the Ravens, but Ravens and Steelers obviously play each other, um, and that's where we're, we're going to find out which one of those is number two. I think whoever wins the season series, Steelers and Ravens, is the number two in the AFC. And then Bills kind of a dark horse, um, but they can't have a stretch like they did against a very good Rams team. Who I think, we'll, we'll talk about this when I get to AFC. We'll talk about how the I NFC, feel about yeah, yeah. those, those uh, NFC teams. But yeah, so I think you go know, Steelers for now with a possibility of Ravens because Steelers have just played complete games. Then Ravens slash Bills then tighten. That's, okay. that's my that's my order.
1: All right. So in a way to not overreact because I know I know I've been feeling like I've been overreacting these first 2 weeks and that's uh it's something about once you just get on a sports talk talk show like like we do, uh, you have to overreact every week. Uh, but course, in, in a way to not overreact, I don't want to put the Ravens at number three, right? I don't. Okay. Uh, I I overreacted the, after the first two weeks with the Chiefs and thinking that they weren't going to beat the Ravens because, uh, just because they you know closed the playbook and. I don't think sure. a bad showing on Monday night against the top team in the AFC should knock you down to number three. And I think as you like a few, I saw a few NFL power ranks come out and they still kept the Ravens like number two in the NFL right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's I funny. do, I I'm do, but but like, I get it. You know, I get that the, the Steelers look really good and the bills look really good also. And they are chomping at the bit. The bills, I think proved some proved to prove themselves to be legit this weekend for me. They, they, mm-hmm. they showed up and proved something. And while we, talk, we talked about the Chiefs might be able to drop, uh, like, an accidental, uh, they might, like, drop a little bit of a, like, kind of dumb game later on here against, like, the Chiefs always drop a dumb game in the season, and I thought the dumb game this year might be the Bills. But at this point, losing the Bills wouldn't even be a dumb game to lose at that point.
0: Yeah, and I just think, um, and I'll still pick the Chiefs to beat the Bills for this reason. You know, I, I can't slight the Bills for ha- showing that they have the grit and tenacity to, you know, give up, you know, an uncharacteristic four straight scores to the Rams. You know, 28-point run. That doesn't happen to the Bills. The Bills are a solid defensive team. But after they gave up those four straight scores, Josh Allen hops on his horse and says, I am the starting quarterback, and I am a good quarterback. It takes him for a game-winning drive to score a touchdown with 30 seconds. That, for me, is what uh, confirmed for me that the Bills are legit. It's the and Josh
1: Allen for me.
0: It's <laughs> For real. It, it, it is. It, yeah. He's looking, He looks great. Ten touchdowns, one interception so far. That's nothing That's nothing to scoff at. You know, 3. Uh, three touchdowns a game. That's great. And if he can keep that up, they're going to be a real contender. But I just feel like... Uh, I don't, you know, no, we're not talking about the Chiefs. We're talking about the Bills. They right. look good. I'm excited to see the game in between the Chiefs.
1: Right. You know what? I, You know, I'll say it. I'll, I'll just to make a definitive answer instead of just talking about the question. To make a definitive answer, I'm going to put the Bills at my number three spot for now. They have the number three offense okay. in the league. And uh, the Steelers are allowing the third fewest yards in the league and the fifth fewest points. But... I think it's I think it's between those. I don't I you know the the Titans are undefeated, but they play in the worst division in the AFC, and they've looked close every single week. They survived yeah. the Broncos. They survived the uh, they survived the Jags. They survived. Oh gosh, who was it in the first week? Oh gosh, I'm just, man, I swear, and I had it. I, I just I forgot, but yeah, I just the Titans. Yeah, I just kind of feel just to be mm, kind of scooting along here. I'm not.
0: I don't Kinda sketchy.
1: I don't trust the Titans. yet.
0: Oh, Truman, they they uh squeaked by against the league worst Vikings, 31 to 30.
1: That's right. That was this week. I knew there was another one this week. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just not I'm not a uh, uh I I'm, I'm just I'm not sold on the the Titans yet. So, I'm not I'm not down I'm for you. that. Uh so yeah, it's it's between the Steelers and the Bills. And right now, I'm going to give the edge to the Bills just because I, I love me some good offense. And the Steelers, you know, they were winning with defense and they're winning with old-ass Big Ben. It's just not as exciting for me <laughs> as it is to watch Josh Allen. And he's Josh Allen's still making those stupid mistakes, but they're not losing the game. So <laughs> whatever, yeah. I guess, for now. Uh, but moving on, um, kind of a related question here. Are you, So are you more surprised by the Bills' undefeated start or the Bears' undefeated start? And also, this and this is probably an easy question that I think we'll both agree on. Mm-hmm. Which start is more sustainable?
0: So, I actually have an interesting take. So, uh, I think the Bills, I'm more surprised with the Bills. I expected them to at least drop one game. But they look great. However, here's, here's where it gets spicy. So, as we all know, the Bears are 3-0, and right? But also, as we all know, they were losing going into the third quarter with two minutes left. And then they pull out Big Dick Nick, we'll, who leads him to three straight tutters and a dub.
1: We'll talk about the team they were playing here in a little bit as, as well.
0: Sure. Sure. But I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility to see another Nick Foles savior season. The Bears have got their weapons, and they've got the defense, and they got a quarterback, Matt Nagy. I don't think it's that out of the realm of the possibility for the Bears to make the playoffs. So... I'm I'm interested to see what what the Bears have in store. I don't know what their strength of schedule is. I'll be honest, but if if Nick Foles can be Super Bowl hero, Nick Foles, they've got a shot.
1: Okay, so I'm I'm I I I, th- I think the simple question is uh, I I believe I'm more surprised by the Bears because anybody that has a quarterback a quarterback battle with between Mitch Trubisky and another guy going into camp, and they pick Mitch <laughs> Trubisky at the end of it. No way! I thought they'd be undefeated through three through three weeks. And also, here's what here's the thing: is the Bears should have lost to the Lions, <laughs> dropped dropped the touchdown. The Giants they they beat the Giants on by one score when the Giants drove down to the ten and choked it with with thirty seconds to go. And they should have beat the Falcons, but the Falcons falconed again. And <laughs> we'll talk about it in a bit. Here's the thing: here's what the here's what these Bears sound like. I. They feel like those 2013 Chiefs. Do you remember this? It was Andy Reid's first year, right after the Chiefs had gone mm-hmm. uh, four and twelve the year before and got the got the number one o- an overall pick. Well, you know, I
0: about the ten straight wins uh, season.
1: There was nine. They started the season nine and zero. And if you remember correctly, they also had all right. In that division, I believe the Broncos either started 9-0 or they were 8-1. And remember this big matchup going into week 10? And absolutely everybody knew that the Chiefs were gonna lose to the Broncos. There was nobody picking the Chiefs to beat the Broncos, and you know what happened? The Broncos took him out back and absolutely destroyed him. And that's the that and that's the thing. That's the thing about the Bears right now is I don't think this is sustainable. I, th- I think the Bears could certainly keep on beating bad teams barely. But uh, here's the thing. They play the Colt. They, they're home against the Colts and the Buccaneers next. Don't love either of those matchups for them. I think both those teams are actually better than them. I believe the first three weeks, those teams are probably about as good as the Bears. I think the Falcons are better than the Bears. I have interesting takes on the Falcons. I want to talk about the Falcons a lot. But <laughs> focus still on the Bears. Is I just uh, the Bears just have very big twenty thirteen Chiefs vibes to me vibes to me that they're not going to be able to keep this going and they're not going to be able to sustain this and they're going to meet a good team like I I'd I'd, I'd circle the Rams week seven if the Bears somehow make it to week seven undefeated they're going to get absolutely slaughtered by the Rams in in L A at SoFi but and and I don't think they're making it to week seven undefeated
0: sure yeah I can see that that. And I, I can agree with a lot of that. You know, 2013 Chiefs, great defense, mediocre offense, scrappy wins. Uh, probably not enough to make a playoff. Right. But, you know, and that begs the question, Truman. Are the Lions bad? Or the Lions what's, are, what's the deal with the Lions? The Lions are what's bad. The the Lions? The Lions are what's bad. the deal with the Lions? The Lions are bad. Sure, but they just, they just they got beat a scrappy it. win against the Cardinals.
1: They beat Arizona. Maybe, maybe we buried the NFC North too fast, right? Maybe the NFC North isn't dead. The Vikings... Uh, Played the Titans close this week. The the Lions uh, beat the Cardinals and should have beat the Bears. You know, if the Cardinals if the Cardinals beat the Bears, they're two and one. Eh, maybe we're talking different. I don't think Matt. I don't think Matt Patricia is on as hot as a seat as people think. And uh, so maybe the Lions aren't bad, but they're certainly not division challenging. And the issue is they've got oh, the Bears and they let the that Bears win slip away. That could be huge for the wild card team for the wild card battle see- going on the, the problem
0: with the nfc north is the giants at the top the packers they they right. look raw the they packers look great yes the they packers
1: look, look unstoppable right now yes
0: you know and uh, being a k-state uh, alum i wasn't expecting anything from alan Lazard, somebody who i think kind of underperformed at iowa state but he's looking good too so oh, if what, i had to what's hear
1: about... iowa state fans talk about
0: <laughs> so once uh once the Packers get DeVonte Adams back and they have still got, you know, a top I'd say 3 right now running back and uh the top 5 quarterback obviously with uh uh Rodgers sling it around, you know, the, the NFC North has already won in week 3. So,
1: yeah, but yeah, it'll be interesting, it'll be interesting to see what happens in that wild card if we see any of those teams from the NFC North. Again, maybe I'll apologize, maybe we buried them too too early. The Bears could certainly just keep on backing their way into wins and back their way into a wild card, but I'm not. I just I don't think I, Nick Foles isn't. He's he's a great backup quarterback. He's a great spot start guy, but he'll he's just never gonna be that guy that wins it that t- uh, takes over for a full season and is able to keep on doing it. You know when the when the Eagles were made their way through the to the Super Bowl with Big Dick Nick. It was a lot of defense, and you know, and yeah. the thing was Doug Peterson is able. Rocks. Doug Peterson is somewhat of an offensive genius. Still, he grew up in the Andy Reid system, and I think a lot of that. A lot of that Super Bowl is if you gave an Andy Reid disciple a bye, uh, disciple a bye week, they should, especially on the offense side of the ball, they should be able to write up a good game plan to beat a good defense. Yeah. And I think and the Eagles Almost performed did. well on the offensive side in that Super Bowl, but. I just but I believe their defense carried them through a lot of scrappy wins through kind of weak NFC and and they were and they were picked against every week and Nick Foles can do all right but he's never going to be that guy that elevates your team and I don't and I think the Bears are going to need somebody to elevate their team he was great for a to rally around he's great for a spot start he's not good enough to get them through the season come um, with you there. And that's why it makes sense that Trubisky started. I and here's the thing is I think we're gonna see Trubisky back in back in the starters' star seat before the season end. I think this season's gonna collapse for the Bears and they're gonna bench Nick Foles again and put in Trubisky. And Trubisky's gonna play good enough to get through the end of the season. And then we see the Bears probably release both of those guys. So I
0: well, doesn't Trubisky have another year because he got a five year contract?
1: No, they, I don't believe they. I don't believe they pick up the option on the Trubisky contract. If I you remember, you they just pay him to leave? If I remember correctly, you don't have to pay him to leave. You just let him leave. <laughs>
0: Oh. so, right. That's
1: so cool. but uh talking about the Bears this week uh, we got to talk about the team on the other side of the ball Owens the Fa- Owen the Falcons make me sad
0: uh, the Falcons make Falcons fans sad one <laughs> of my uh, best friends lives in Atlanta and, and she like refuses to talk football with me because she has to talk about the dang Falcons dude yep. what is is Dan Quinn on the hot seat like is wh- what's it gonna take for Dan Quinn to get fired like I get it that he made the Super Bowl But he just put together three, you know, those historic, these collapses in three-shaped games, that's historic. No one's ever done that before.
1: Right. And I, uh, this is insane, right? That Seahawks game, well, the Seahawks game wasn't a collapse, but they were close, and then the Seahawks converted on a fourth and short uh, right before halftime, and then was, the game was never close again. Uh, the Cowboys obviously an epic collapse. They're up twenty to zero and end up losing. But they were up, but they, they, they were up twenty to zero off of uh, after four straight turnovers or slash turnovers on downs, and then sure. and 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 then they lost it. And then they were up on the Bears, obviously, and collapsed there again. Awesome.
0: Um, I, 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 I think I think that not, not not enough people are talking about the, the Cowboys game. You're telling me that the Cowboys had four turnovers and you lost?
1: Yeah, no. they we talked. We talked about all the stats. What was it? Four hundred and forty and one last week. <laughs> whatever. Whatever God, it was that we talked so about. So
0: bad. So yeah.
1: bad. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that's the that's. But the, here's the thing: is if they win all those games, that were. Uh, if they win those last two games, they're two and one, and they, are they? are probably the favorites in the AFC South. Yeah. I, so I, I I don't think of the that, AFC South. I
0: mean, sorry, the NFC
1: the, the NFC South. Sorry.
0: Yeah, you, yeah, you know what we meant, you know what we meant. Right. So we're talking Bucks, Panthers, Saints, and Falcons. Right. Who's gonna win that? I honestly think it's up for grabs. They haven't played in too much of their traditional matchups yet. Right. The Falcons have the talent to go six and zero versus those teams.
1: Yeah? Right. And I think that's like, the, I think that's the, got to be the most frustrating part for the Falcons fans is, is I believe you started the season thinking the NFC South was gonna be this big old beast in the NFC, and they, and they. They suck, man. The NFC South for me doesn't look good at all, and I think the Falcons, if they if they would have won those two, they're on top of the NFC. And I thought you're like, wow, where did the Falcons come from? All we talked about was the Saints and the right. Bucks, and then the Falcons would keep because the Falcons probably have the best quarterback in the division. They probably have the best wide receiving core in the division. Uh well I don't oh uh, 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 that's Maybe. tough. And Chris Godwin's kind of a breakdown. Chris Godwin and Mike Evans down there in Tampa is tough to talk about too. Sorry I did I did overstep my bounds. Mike Thomas,
0: best wide receiver in the league. Mm,
1: the Saints. Yeah, but nobody else is there. Not even a not even a tight end. And you know they have they have Hayden Hurst down there in Atlanta now, and I he's certainly probably top three in the division for tight ends. Not that that's you know I still can't believe they left. Uh, what's his name? But
0: Hooper. Why did they? I don't know why if the Falcons Hooper. I, it, I I think he, I
1: think he wanted too much money and uh, he gets hurt a lot and now he's in Cleveland, so you know how good could he be? He's in Cleveland now um, <laughs> but yeah, I think that's uh that's a big question this week is uh, uh, for me and I don't think a lot of people are talking about this which feels which feels odd well, but it's just it feels odd that nobody's talking about this is that I don't think the NFC South is very good at all and I don't, I don't and think I think so that Atlanta will be challenging.
0: Sure, and we we talk about this all the time, but especially with Tom, uh, Tom Brady led teams, they always seem to do better than we think they should. So last year we thought the Patriots were really weak. They ended up winning. What was it? Eleven games. Yeah. We thought you know we thought this was the year that the Bills were. going to take them. Bills went zero two. So yeah, you know, I can't count out Tom Brady ever until the clock hits zero zero in the game because yeah. for whatever reason, even if he plays like trash, he motivates his team to get the first down. But you know, I, I, just, I would love to see Tom Brady do bad. Cause I, I love to watch top players play poorly if they're not on my team. Right. But until it happens, I can't, you know, I, I yeah, wins a win no matter what it, the score is on. You know, if you throw for one yard and, uh, Throw two picks and your team wins, you still get a win on your record.
1: Right. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I guess the Bucks are probably the favorite of the NFC South right now. Um,
0: the Saints look bad. The Saints they look bad. The Saints look bad. bad. Drew Brees, Drew Brees looks, looks like his arm is like non existent. He
1: looks shot. Yeah. He did pass, he did pass very well, but, uh, Alvin Kamara had a lot of yak that helped a lot of that. I think in the first half they said that Drew Brees' average depth of pass was like 4.5 yards, which is just, yeah. Nah. Yeah, right. uh, and you know we've seen. Uh, I've got to say this is probably Drew Brees' last season. Um, I Maybe. don't. I just after these first three games, I don't have the Saints as Super Bowl contenders. I'm not telling you that they're not going to go and they're not going to win the AFC South and they're not going to go to the Super Bowl. But right sure. now, in my mind, they're not the biggest threat in the in the NFC. As a Chiefs fan, I think I'm worried about two teams in the NFC. But I, but, and I don't know. So let's let's talk about that. Who are your favorites in the NFC?
0: Uh, The entire NFC West, all four of those teams, they're all two and one, except for the Seahawks, who are three and zero. We're talking Rams, right? They're the inverse. They're the
1: inverse of the AFC uh, uh, of the AFC East.
0: Yes, they're they're all great. Uh, Rams, Cardinals, Seahawks, Niners, they're all so good. and, and you know I, I talked about this on week two but i wouldn't be surprised if all of them made the playoff i think they're all gonna finish with at least nine wins and i think with how garbage the nfc looks except for you know seahawks and packers i think they legitimately have a shot to be the first division where everybody makes
1: i think without i think without a punching bag i think it's going to be hard for all four of them to make it even in, even in the year where we have the the first year with three wild cards, I think it's going to be hard. Especially if the Bears are going to keep on backing into wins like that. Um, sure. And you know, it, 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 the thing about the NFC South is the NFC South is bad, but there's bad teams there that they can beat. I'm worried. Right. I'm worried there's a scenario where the NFC West all goes one and one against each other, and then they all end up, you know.
0: Only having the winner make the playoffs.
1: Right. Somebody has to lose those NFC West games, and the Cardinals might not be as good as we think they are after after that. Maybe not. After that loss to the Detroit Lions, uh, they're still uh, they're dropping out of my worst to first pick. What I mean, it was your worst to first pick, but I'm uh, yeah. I'm not sure I'm still on that bandwagon with you. I, I week one had me hop week week one and two had me hopping back on that bandwagon. Week three has me questioning the bandwagon, and I'm like, Is wait, where's my where's my deal usual deal wagon? First first? I don't know who was worst in the AFC South last year. Was it the Colts?
0: Uh. Jags
1: right oh it was the Jags oh shit I I'm not ready to say that yet I'm uh, let's all just wait let's all just hold on hold hold your horses owners or horses hold your owners owner owner, owners hold your horses let's just let's calm down right and so yeah but uh, as far as your favorite in the NFC I I think my favorite in the NFC East I mean uh, sorry in the whole NFC I think we already talked about. It. I think it's the Green Bay Packers. I think, I think my top two are the Green Bay Green Bay Packers and the Seattle Seahawks. But uh, the Green Bay is just a little bit well, more well rounded. The the, the 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 Seahawks give me very big AFC uh, twenty. I I hate comparing everybody to Chiefs teams, but they give me very big twenty eighteen Chiefs vibes, where they're gonna have to beat you with defense and just hope that they hold the ball last and win. and Mm-hmm. And, we'll, and we'll talk about MVP races again, but, you know, th- that kind of offense uh, spits out spits out MVPs. It spits out, and Russ looks really good. Russ broke the record. He you does. Know, all he does. He looks great. Right, he looks great, but the defense looks trash, and the question is going to be, you know, can they out-duel everybody on offense every single day, every single, every, you know, every, every single game to get there, and I don't know. I'm kind of starting to be excited about a matchup between the Buffalo Bills and the Seattle Seahawks now.
0: Yeah, should be fun, huh? That should, should be, fun. be fun.
1: That should be fun. That should be a battle between probably two top five teams in the NFL, yeah. But um, then, which feels weird to say. And then, but.
0: Right, and then piggybacking off your point about the Seahawks, and we saw this on our homies at Sharp Party. Um, a, teams don't go to the Super Bowl unless they've got a top 10 passing, I mean a top 10 offense and a top 10 defense. Generally speaking, generally, I think there's been one or two teams, but for the most part, you need a top ten defense and a top ten offense in order to go to and win the Super
1: Bowl. Well, and sometimes, and sometimes if you have a, the number one in either of those categories, you can get by with like a number thirteen or a top half. Right. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, the Green Bay offense is, it has the Green Bay has the number one offense, but the only the number twenty one defense, and Seattle has the number two offense with the number twenty two defense. So Green Bay is just Not barely ahead of them right now uh Green Bay you know here here's a little sneaky upset alert we've got Atlanta uh we've got Atlanta at Green Bay next week on Monday Night football Ooh. that could be more exciting than you Trap think it game? is that Trap could game that driven? could be more yes that could be exactly that could be more exciting than you think it is now now that we've talked about both that the Green Bay you know is a little top, is a little offense heavy and the Falcon and the Falcons are probably a little more dangerous than everybody thinks they are and they're mad too but yeah. So didn't the
0: Packers win thirteen games last year quietly?
1: Yes. Yeah. i
0: sure the Packers won thirteen games and just no one talked about.
1: Packers it. went to the NFC Championship game last year.
0: Yeah. So numb king over here has Packers winning by thirty five. <laughs> is what is what uh, the homie says. Nope. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, I th- I do think this is a trap game for the Packers, but I don't. I think this is one of those games where Aaron Rodgers says, uh, "No, I don't lose."
1: I'm just. I'm just throwing it out there, that maybe we should watch it. Maybe right. maybe it'll we'll maybe it'll be an actual, actual watchable Monday Night Football game.
0: We'll put on upset alert, and we'll come back to you on Tuesday.
1: Um, You know, uh, I think I put in here about the AFC South and questioning the division winner. Uh, I'm not even sure I want to question it this week. It's so confusing every week. Right <laughs> Right now, best, I...
0: Best division of football. You know, the Titans, so much fun to watch. The Titans
1: still managed to win, but... Uh, <laughs> the Titans still managed to win this week, but they still, you know... In a weird way, like the like the Vikings loss made me feel better about the Vikings, and in the same way, the Titans almost losing made me feel worse about the Titans. So, sure, I it's it's weird when a when a win when a loss by a team makes me feel better about that team, and the win by the other team makes me feel worse about that team. But that's oh, but Truman, I think I that's
0: felt. just because the Titans on our team. We always talk about good teams find ways to win bad games. Is how come that's not the the, the mo for the tight
1: i mean uh, because every of, you know, game is that like up. that because sure, because because sure, there are teams like be, because there are teams like the 2013 chiefs like like sure, the, like the 2020 on. chicago bears where maybe this isn't maybe they just aren't a good team and that's why they play all the bad teams close
0: sure 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 sure, sure. but let oh man dude let me let me read you off some uh okay wait Gosh dang oh. it. dude, I hate, sure. Sure. hate football sometimes. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, dude, how come I have to go to how come Don't. the 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 regular you know here we go. I have to go to freaking ESPN for them to know what I'm talking about. So okay. So uh here's some here's some dubs for the Chiefs, right? In our Super Bowl year. And this is the last thing I'm gonna talk about the Chiefs. So we said Detroit was a bad team. 34 to 30 win we said uh the Colts who were a bad team lost 19 to 13. you know we said that Minnesota was not that great of a team 26 to 23 win and without Mahomes. we already talked about the Chargers that's a 24 to 17 win and a 31 to 21.
1: Win. division games don't count
0: you don't count division games
1: no division games are always gonna be close you play you play them twice a year every year and the division games are like okay. that. that's why the Chargers. I, that's I why was I don't just get scared to throw of the Chargers. Some, playing the Chiefs this at year. your
0: take i'm just trying to throw some save yeah no, um, that's fine this, this is a, this is a discussion podcast it's good teams a, it's good teams find ways to win games uh but I, I do kind of agree with you i would like the titans to beat up on a crappy team
1: yeah i i don't feel great about the titans i honestly feel the best about the colts right now i think the colts that's my flavor of the week everybody oh, boy, which means that the colts are 100 about to lose this week <laughs> <laughs> because I was like, I was all in on the Titans or the, <laughs> the Jack. No, I was the vast, all sorry. I was all in on the Jags last week. Got <laughs> and I, I, uh, I, my spreadsheet even told me so. And they fucking got stomped on Thursday night by the Dolphins. Well, I'm,
0: doesn't your doesn't your spreadsheet say the Colts are like the second best team in the league
1: right now? No, but they do have the Colts ranked oddly high, and they do have the Colts ranked in the top ten. And the Colts play the Bears this week. So, Ooh, so fun. as as a, as tradition with this podcast, I'm sure the Bears will absolutely stomp the Colts into the ground and prove to me that the Colts and B 0 right. It proves to me that the Bears are contenders and that the Colts shouldn't even be talked about for the rest of the season. <laughs> and I'll <laughs> so go. The, it's okay, AFC great. Great.
0: South. Uh, are we gonna see a winning record in the AFC South?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The AFC are South to go nine and seven. The AFC <laughs> South isn't the. Uh, I don't think. I don't know if they're the worst. They're probably still the worst. They're, probably, the still the worst. they're the worst. probably still the worst division in football, but yeah, they're not. They're not the NFC East, where seven wins wins you might get you to the playoffs this year.
0: Colts winning by twenty eight says Numb King.
1: <laughs> I just I'm, where's all
0: these lopsided scores coming from, man? Packers I, winning by thirty five and Colts winning by twenty eight. You can't have those. Lopsided. I, Stop it! Stop it!
1: I don't know. Well, it'll be interesting to see, and you know, I'm I, I don't I don't feel wrong that those aren't necessarily wrong, but I'm not ready to count those as correct quite yet. And so, uh, just finishing off our kind of our kind of roundtable here for the for the NFs for the NFL, and we do we always do a little Chiefs, we do teams, and then we'll move on to individuals here, and then we'll hopefully get in the NBA finals, and hopefully not go over an hour and a half. But we'll see how it goes. We try to keep it yeah, a little I'll high put- and tight. Yeah uh so a quick little just a quick little bit give me give me your team that out of there's seven teams right now that are still undefeated right there's the bills yep. steelers chiefs packers bears seahawks and titans uh yep. out of those seven give me who's the last of those week of the week three unbeaten to lose
0: uh packers because they play in an easy division and they have an easy schedule uh the chiefs are going to in- inexplicably lot lose a game uh The Bills playing a tough division. Steelers playing a tough division. Bears are bound to lose, and uh, I don't think the Seahawks' style is sustainable. So I think probably Packers last.
1: Yeah, and I, you know, I don't hate that the the Packers get to go play the get to go play the AFC South, and then uh, I mean the the NFC the NFC South, and and they get to play in the North where, but you know, we just talked about how maybe the North's not as bad as we thought it was. Uh, but yeah i i don't hate the Packers i believe I had the for I, I picked one for each to each conference if you had to pick one in the afc who's your pick
0: uh oh to lose last yeah jeez
1: yeah i don't it'll be interesting i i, mean, I, I don't know how early the Steelers play the Ravens and it kind of depends but uh, I'm a little worried about that Steelers uh, about the Chiefs Bills. That's I think my next. Yeah, well, I and the Chiefs also, be... and not to overlook it, a, a little trap game for the Chiefs here next week. And we just keep saying we won't talk about the Chiefs, and I think we've got at least one or two more topics that could involve the Chiefs. So let's uh, stop lying to everybody at home. Uh, but <laughs> uh, the Chiefs do um, they they do face the Pats this week, which is a little sneaky, a little bit there too. And then they have to go, and then yeah, week, seven, race race play, week seven they have to go play the, week seven they have to go play the Bills. So they didn't play the Raiders close at all. That game was never in question. Whatsoever. So, uh, but yeah, if I to, if I had to pick one for each division, I pick the Steelers, and then I'd pick the Packers in the NFC. And all
0: right, that's re- that's respectable. I feel fine uh, about I think that. You're
1: an idiot. That's fine. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't hurt, doesn't hurt my feelings. Um, moving on <laughs> to the uh, just talk about like kind of a few individual players in the NFL this week. Um, you know, let's start where we kind of always start. As far as the MVP race goes, who is who's your front runner, and for this week, who made the biggest jump?
0: Okay, so front runner, I think uh, as much as I you know see twenty nineteen Lamar Jackson throwing a billion touchdowns against uh, garbage teams, I still have to say Russ is in the lead because he's been he's been incredible on offense. He's gonna and win then, an
1: MVP the way that every MVP wins an MVP.
0: Uh but Russ is cursed and he has zero MVP votes to his name while playing like a top three quarterback. So uh, that's yet to be seen. Hold on. And then uh, biggest jump, it's very obvious, and it's uh, Josh out has made the biggest jump. And I'm sure that's probably what we're, we were both getting at. But, you know, I think also Mahomes made a pretty big jump. Uh, yes. Because uh, people are like, oh, can he do it? You know, is he slumping? The, he didn't play well against the Chargers. The Chargers just know the Chiefs really well and always make it close. And I think the Chiefs reason. kept
1: the playbook closed.
0: Yeah, and then... Mahomes just sauced on the number 1 scoring defense in in the league. So yeah, right. it, it just it coin flip for Josh Allen and Mahomes making a big jump. I mean, but I th- unless yeah, um, unless we see Mahomes I think Mahomes has a, a, a very high uh chance to win the league uh MVP if he stays healthy. Uh and if once Russ starts playing the good teams like Rams, Cardinals, uh Niners.
1: Right. Um. Yeah. I think I'm with you. Uh, I. I hate to just agree with you down the board here, but I think I think I'm with you. I think Josh Allen, uh, is is all of a sudden sneakily in there. He's second in the league in pass touchdowns, second in pass yards, and seventh in rushing yards. Yeah. For quarterbacks, yeah, it's yeah. just uh, he's, he's good. I'm surprisingly keeping up. And he and he's winning is the thing. Yeah. He is That's that's the thing he's is important. is that you have to win as MVPs. So, uh, you know that's why when we talk about probably the three right now you'd have because i i think you disqualify lamar right now i think he drops out for a bit here and i think right now we're talking about josh allen uh russell wilson and patrick mahomes and patrick mahomes only is only made that jump because they prove don't forget
0: about rogers
1: oh and rogers sorry there i knew there was four um my issue i think with patrick mahomes is i i think one winning it again so so quick on a turnaround is hard, yeah, especially you know, if you don't outperform. Like if he doesn't throw for, if he doesn't throw for the most touchdowns and most passing yards in the league, it's going to be tough to give it to Mahomes, especially in the, especially if the Chiefs aren't the one seed. Also, I think they'd have to be the one seed. I think i will have to throw for the mass, most passing yards and most passing touchdowns. And the thing is, is we talked about this earlier. Russ is that that Seahawks team is built a lot like the twenty eighteen Chiefs are.
0: Right. He has he has to do it, or his and, team will lose.
1: And the Chiefs. Uh, like nobody really cares, I think, of the Chiefs, if um, Patrick Mahomes wins it. It's I, I, and I that's the thing is I think everybody in Seattle cares if if Russ wins it, but right. nobody in Kansas City cares if Mahomes wins it. It's not. Right, that I think important. we're
0: looking at kind of a LeBron situation where he's putting up the numbers that should consistently get him that MVP every year, but it's kind of expected at this point. So the press is not a it's not a fun pick for the press. Right, just pick the obviously best player.
1: Right, yeah. So I'm not. Uh, I, I'm probably more convinced it's gonna be it's gonna be Russ right now. I'm less convinced. I'm less in on Mahomes right now. Um, I but I think Josh Allen's a little sneaky guy. He's he's around surprisingly, but I don't think he's yes, gonna. Sure. I don't think he's gonna win it. But, uh, but I mean, and Russ is uh, Russ is off to a hot start. Just like just like Mahomes was in his MVP mm-hmm. season. You know, Russ has had I believe it's either 14 or 15. I want to say the. And uh, passing touchdowns in September. And I want to say it's 15. I think I wrote down 14. I think that's actually wrong because I think he broke the record of 14. Right. So, and I think Mahomes in his MVP season only had 10. And then, you know, but it was just solid. And 15 is a mm-hmm. great start to get to 50. And if you throw for 50 passing touchdowns and your team wins, your, wins their division, you probably win the MVP. And if you throw for 15 passing touchdowns in your first three games, if you're averaging five... <laughs> Five touchdowns a game. You can run that math. It's it's 80 touchdowns. Obviously, he's not going to throw for 80 touchdowns. But if don't <laughs> but being on a on a pace this early for 80 touchdowns is nice. And you could be at 25 in week six, week seven. That's not that's not awful. And you're playing against the NFC East in the AFC East this year, plus the AFC West. I mean plus the NFC West. And there's plenty of big games there in the NFC West to to bolster the bolster the narrative around your around your team that they're good, I, I love it. I love this pick. I love I I the stars are finally aligning for Russ. I think this is the year Russ gets it done. All, uh,
0: right.
1: All right. Um, moving on from kind of the top quarterbacks in the league to maybe quarterbacks that are no longer in the top of the league. Uh, two quarterbacks that a lot of people are talking about right now and about how much they've decreased is Carson Wentz and Drew Brees. Okay. Are okay. either I'm of stop. these? Right I know there. and I know you're a Drew Brees Stan. But let me no, ask no, no, the no. let me ask That's the question.
0: That's not where I'm going. Are
1: either of those quarterbacks still top ten in the league right now?
0: Yes, yes. Uh, Drew Brees, no. Carson Wentz, yes. Carson Wentz is getting plowed by defensive backs all game, Truman. He Drew- can't even stand in the pocket. I, I, I don't I'll admit I don't know the exact numbers, but he probably's got the least pocket time, maybe only second to uh Sam Darnold. Like Wentz is still a great quarterback. He just doesn't he can't do anything. It's like Russ from two years ago. We were like, oh, is Russ dropping off? No, he's having to run for his life. It's not sustainable. Carson Wentz is definitely still a top 10. Who are you taking? Who's the other nine? Yeah,
1: the other nine I, I could actually name you nine. You want You want me to name you nine? I actually wrote down Above Carson Wentz? Because I wrote this question. Yes. One, okay. uh, w- one big stat for me, Carson Wentz is 27th in the league in QBR. 27. Because he's
0: running for his life.
1: I'm telling you, man, he was running for his life last year, and he still wasn't this bad. He is bad. He looks. He, he don't get me wrong. He is running for his life, but he looks rattled too. He does. He looks broken. He looks. <sighs> he looks like a fr- like a shell of the of the man that we saw almost MVP almost candidate in the yes. Super
0: Bowl year. Carson Wentz. This guy. Yes.
1: Yes. He. But he looks like a shell of that man right now. Uh, I'm just. I'm telling okay. you. But. Uh I I listed out I list off 9 or 10 here because I knew because I knew we were going to have to talk. she's one this. of them. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh so Mahomes. I'll, yeah. I'll I'll do it from top bottom here. I even listed sure. Okay. Mahomes. I got my fingers out. Russell Wilson.
0: Okay.
1: Lamar Jackson. Yep. Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Matt Ryan.
0: Kay. Okay. 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 <laughs> If we're going off your nice metric of wins, not looking good for Matt Ryan, but I'll I'll allow it. Not going off. It. I'm not
1: going off the metric of wins. I'm going off of the metric that Carson Wentz is bad. Um, okay. Okay. Because and, because and also obviously I'm not going off of wins because I don't think Drew Brees is top ten quarterback this anymore. Um, Deshaun okay. Wa- Deshaun Five. Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Again, he's proven himself. He doesn't have the weapons. Roethlisberger. He's returned okay. to form. I hate to say it. Yeah. He's good. Another another guy that is about to come out of my mouth that I hate to say is Dak Prescott. Okay. Um,
0: Have you said Josh Allen yet? Uh,
1: Josh Allen is number nine. Okay. And number ten this year? Don't,
0: do it. Don't do
1: it. I think I think Jared Goff looks better. I think Jared Goff looks okay. better actually, than the actually, I'm guys.
0: fine with that. I thought you were gonna go somewhere else. Where, um, where do you think I was gonna go? Thinking, I thought you were gonna go Matt Stafford.
1: Oh, Matt Stafford. Uh, Matt Stafford's probably better than both those quarterbacks as well.
0: Okay, but I would argue that Deshaun Watson and Carson Wentz are in equal situations. Deshaun has looked. Bad, but he's been running for his life too. Deshaun's still. I think. L- I think they I'll, I'll double check quarterbacks this for you. And they do the same I think you can interchange the quarterbacks and they do the same.
1: Uh, Very I think Deshaun story. wins. I think Deshaun wins one of those games that that Carson Wentz lost.
0: I don't think so. The Eagles are garbage. They're they got nothing nothing for Carson Wentz out. They lost their tight end. They lost their wide receiver, and the other wide receivers are old. and bad. D-
1: Deshaun Deshaun Watson is still number eighteen in QBR. I'm telling you, he's... Oh, still number 18, huh? Sorry, Carson Wentz is 29th in the league out of 31 qualifying quarterbacks. He's... Don't care. The only players below him are Dwayne Haskins and Sam Darnold.
0: Okay, also... Players Sam above Morgan him
1: include... Include Kirk Cousins, Dr- Jeff Driscoll, Tom Brady, Daniel Jones, Joe Burrow, Mitchell Trubisky...
0: God. do i mean, need to keep going all,
1: sorry st- you sorry and, and the list keeps See, going it's because not, it's okay. every other quarterback other than those two that i that i listed okay, to start whatever, off with are whatever. better than hey, Carson Wentz.
0: you and i both know that sam darnold shouldn't be number 32 we both know that sam darnold's the worst it's like it's like saying uh uh it's uh uh oh my gosh uh ai was bad when he played for the Knicks. no it's because the knicks are a dumpster fire the, the the Jets are the worst run. I mean the, the yeah the Jets are the worst one franchise I've ever seen out of any sport.
1: So I guess and that was and that was again one of my one of my bigger questions I had later on here. Uh, is it Sam Darnold or Adam Gase? Who's the big problem for the Jets? It's Adam I, Gase. Obviously, sorry, I don't know why I even asked this question. Obviously, you've already answered it.
0: This guy's supposed to be an offensive guru. Okay, yeah. The, and, and to answer another one of the questions that we have planned for the show, Eric Bieniemy is going to be the coach of the Jets. Nick, he has to be. Uh he has
1: to. here's so yeah let's just let's just get all these questions out here we can talk we can talk about we can talk about them all uh let me get my let me get them both up on the screen here so we can just discuss them in tandem um one i think you're right i do think it's adam Gase. i think it's also the gms i don't i i think they lost Gosh, i think they were GM's already i think they were already a bad team last year and i think they i think they already lost the i think they i think they lost talent and didn't improve and they were already worse um, when
0: Crowell is your number one target,
1: yeah, and you lost yes, you lost Robbie Anderson. You drafted a rookie to replace. How do you
0: let Robbie Anderson go? I just don't. Oh, right. I, don't, I, don't I, get it. I don't. understand what I goes to this GM's head. I get it. You know, you could call me an armchair uh, Sunday morning, Tuesday morning, whatever. Monday GM. morning,
1: Monday morning, quarterback.
0: Who cares? How is it possible to be this bad? This is. I mean, you get you make two really good additions. You draft Sam Darnold. Right. That's an A draft. You get well, Le'Veon Bell. That's great. That, that's well, great. But he's got. They gotta do something else. You have to have a. You can't let Jamal Adams walk. You can't. Right, uh, right. That was obviously go. obviously
1: a big loss. You let Robbie Anderson you, go. You, Le'Veon you let, Le'Veon is hurt. Um. It doesn't and matter. Le'Veon really hasn't. Being a, back
0: doesn't make your team good. And Le'Veon
1: hasn't really even been that good. But he does. He does provide another weapon. He takes a little bit of the heat off the passing game.
0: Le'Veon Bell can't dodge dodge six tacklers in the backfield. Right, I mean he dodges five of them. He can't dodge six.
1: Right, the the offensive guru that was Adam Gase seems to be gone, and we just have bad head coach Adam Gase. And we talked yeah, about uh, and 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 so you think Beanie going to the Jets next? Uh,
0: you know I don't because I think the Jets GM is racist and dumb. But um, Eric Enemy should right should go to the Jets.
1: I think. Out of all the coaches that are on a hot spot, I think the best coach because we're, we're you know we're Chiefs fans, and I think I th- I think I can confidently say, with only two questions left in the in the show and the show about the NFL, I believe I can confidently say we're not going to talk about the Chiefs after we talk about Eric B and me here, but I do believe that the best spot for Eric B and me to go of coaches that are on the hot seat, I think. He could fall into a, a very similar situation to what Andy Reid fell into—a team that he can just take off and run with. Uh, yeah. In the Atlanta Falcons next year,
0: you, I think that crazy. would be
1: my favorite spot. You land there, you, you land him there with with Matt Ryan and Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. Yeah, but
0: they're aging though.
1: Yeah, they're, they're all they're all aging, but man, Eric Bieniemy looks good. And we saw it—we saw it on Monday night. Eric Bieniemy running yelling at everybody. That guy looks like a head coach. one—it's it, one, insane that he's not a head coach right now. And we can—that's a—that's a bigger problem that plenty of people have talked about, and that we don't need to keep harping on. But it's insane that he's not a head coach. And I believe that thats i, I but I do believe that Atlanta would be the best spot for him. I think somebody else. Oh, somebody else tried to tell me Detroit, but again, I think if—I uh, think if Detroit, I, don't see, I, don't I think I, don't I think if a Detroit Patricia. wins six or seven, I think Matt Patricia stays. Maybe one more year. He might—he might just buy himself a little more time, and then mm-hmm. we might be looking at another year, Matt Patricia. Because the, the 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 Lions are the just Lions,
0: the, so unlucky. Yes, the They're Lions are so
1: the Lions have, have really had one loss, one actual loss this year to the Steel, to the Packers, which is like, yeah, duh. And then but and they
0: probably deserve to beat the Chiefs last year. Um the just those poor Lions. We don't even need everyone knows what I say. When I say poor Lions, like it must suck to live in Detroit and have all your teams.
1: Right. So yeah, I think yeah. Um, so yeah, I think Eric Bainimi's best spot next year would be to go to Atlanta. Um, and yeah, I think, I'd love I, to I see think we both Jets agreed just
0: totally take over though. I, I think I would love to see him just turn over completely around. I don't think the Jets would be very good,
1: but, um, because like we talked about the Jets don't have enough pieces. The, I mean, again, like the, the, the Alex, the, the Andy Reid situation that he walked into there was walking into the first round draft pick and five pro bowlers the year before for a team that got the first round draft pick. Uh, that was the perfect situation for That was the best situation anybody could ever probably walk into for a team that had just got fired. And he was the best coach at the time. You know, obviously a a, a great fit now that he's got a super bowl ring and they're poised to keep winning a few more here coming up soon. But,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um, so yeah, so moving on just to kind of wrap up, wrap up our NFL segment here I've actually got a let's slow it down a bit here I had a, I a big question uh from my friends up my friends up in the northeast here not not the northeast you know but the north and the east um we're talking about the I want to talk about the Steelers run defense uh they get to play Derrick Henry this week the Titans uh but this, this question might might actually not be even be a question for this week because uh we saw that maybe maybe the Titans aren't going to play this week but uh, the Steelers' run defense has been incredibly stout and Derrick Henry has been, you know, great all year, of course. Mm. And uh but the Steelers are only allowing a lead have only allowed a league leading 162 yards rushing this year, which comes out to under 162
0: over a whole year.
1: Over over the whole year. Yeah, they're averaging That's crazy. Yeah, about 50 about 55 a game. Um they're averaging only 2.7 yards per carry. And obviously this feels like their classic situation of uh, an unstoppable force running into an immovable object. What are you? Yeah. What are you expecting to happen here in this? In this, if we do get to see this AFC North clash happen this weekend, what are you? What are you expecting?
0: Steelers should walk away with it because the Titans. Uh, yeah, we've seen this with Derrick Henry. Uh, we. This is the reason why the Titans went nine and seven. They're just not quite built to tackle these big. T- um, all it takes is one or two drives stopping Derrick Henry and then their whole game plan goes out the window. And then you have to throw with right hand Who did look actually really good last year. So, you know, come to think really of it,
1: really good is a stretch, but sure.
0: For for an old man. Yeah. <laughs> he looked the best out of the old guys. He looked he like good Brady he, and...
1: he looked like good Matt Castle.
0: Yeah, yeah, good ty- good Tyler Smith <laughs> Well,
1: you know, no, not, good, quite, not quite not quite that bad, but yeah, no, he I, he know, looked like the Matt Castle that replaced Tom Brady, or the Matt Castle sure. that took and, the Chiefs and, to the wild card.
0: I do think the Steelers win comfortably, but I, I wouldn't put it past a Titan to just randomly win this game for.
1: Right. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Derrick Henry's been Derrick Henry defies a lot of these odds, but we we seem get shut down at times. And like we said, right. I've like I've said, I'm kind of waiting on that on that st- on that bubble to burst, and especially if AJ Brown is also out. Is misses another week for the Steelers right. or for the Titans, where they can't even try to fake like they're gonna have a, a good passing game. Uh, I th- I think you I think you stack eight in the box and stop Derrick Henry. And I don't think Tannehill. Yeah. I mean, Tannehill can make it work off play action, but I'm not sure they've got enough for him next week. And uh, yeah, I I do I do think you see the Steelers staying undefeated next week. And I've got one more question for for your that this kind of sprung thinking about this, uh, AFC North clash. Another question that kind of sprung sprung upon me was where when, uh, we looked at the Cleveland Browns this weekend had uh, had both their guys rocking, right? Had Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb rocking. And I think going right. into the season, everybody assumed that the Ravens were probably the best running back stable in the NFL. Yep. Right? Um. So my question to you is, out of those two teams, which team is now the best running back stable in the NFL? Between those two. Uh, Proof. Because Kareem Hunt wasn't I- very good last season. But Mark Ingram right. was good. And if I, I'll even let you lump Lamar. I think if you lump Lamar Jackson in there because he's a big part of their running game, I think it gets even tougher. And he's probably their best yeah. running back, Lamar. Um, yeah,
0: but. so I was actually going to say that because they actually have three running backs on the Ravens, uh, Gus Edwards, uh, uh, what's his face, and Lamar. Um, Mark Ingram. Sorry, also, Mark, but don't Mark for, Ingram. I don't don't know forget, forget about
1: for, uh, J.K. Dobbins picked in the second round.
0: All right, sorry. So they do have four running backs on the Ravens. Uh, Gus Edwards was actually probably start for ha- over half the league. Very solid back. Uh, Mark Ingram is good. Looked really good last year. And Lamar Jackson is the, the Ravens' leading rusher. Um, weren't good against the Chiefs at all. Were pretty bad, actually, but didn't get too many touches. They didn't get fed like they normally do. Right. Um, the Browns have been looking really good, kind of beating up on bad teams. Um, I, I say let, let's wait for week four on this one. If the if the Ravens are back to their normal, we will dominate you with the run game, Ravens. I'll give it to the Ravens. But actually, I'm going to go spicy. It, it's the Browns. It's it's going to be the Browns this year. Kareem Hunt's back to looking like Kareem Hunt. Nick Chubb, Chubb looks amazing. And and Baker Mayfield will add 30 to 40 yards, you know, because they like getting him out of the pocket. Uh, and that's when Baker is best by Get him out of the pocket. Right. So he should be set up to scramble for, like, you know, random third and eights. Um, I'm going to go with the Browns. Uh, I, I love Gus Edwards, and I love J.K. Dobbins, and I love Mark Ingram. I think Mark Ingram's very underrated just because of the QB stable, the quarter, uh, running back stable that I have. But I have to give it the Browns. Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, just look like an unstoppable one-two punch.
1: I, and I, I think I've got to go with you there. I think, I think Cleveland has two top 15 running backs there. Uh, they're – uh, the Browns are averaging 5.2 yards per carry. They have they have 511 rushing yards this season. The Ravens have 499 rushing yards this season, and they're averaging 5.7 yards a carry. So, right. Uh, yeah, uh, the Ravens really didn't run much in their in their Week One drubbing of the of the Browns, but they did run a lot when they beat down the Houston. When they beat down Houston, obviously we didn't see him run mm. uh, as well last night against the Chiefs. But Lamar still had 80 yards. Or. Yeah. So, 88. Yeah. It's you know. Um, but uh, but I believe I'm with you. I think I think Cleveland's gonna be the best for the season. I think you have two top ten. I think you have two top fifteen running backs. Uh, just you know, Ch- Chubb is Chub is number four in rushing yards. Cream Hunts number thirteen. And uh, and they're in, and they're also they're also top both top eleven for yards per carry. So I just yeah. I think I think that's gonna be a hard bit to stop. And I'm so I'm interested to also see what the Steelers run defense. Does against those Mm -hmm. two. And that's probably the reason the Steelers do have such a good run defense is because there's so many quality running backs there in the AFC North. Yeah, there's so many quality running backs In what
0: other division can you say there's six top 15 running backs?
1: Six top 15? Where are you you after here? You're after Mark Ingram, Nick Chubb,
0: J.K., uh, Gus,
1: J.K. Oh, J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards, they're good. They're not. Gus Edwards starts on half the lead. They're not. Gus mm, Edwards starts on half the that's lead. That's not true. You're 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 yes, you're, you're mixing up a change of pace back getting well because he's doing well because he's a change of pace back in between an actual back. That's like saying because Daryl Williams rushed for rushed for about four to five yards per carry last night that you think well, Daryl Williams,
0: Williams is the goat. But we can talk about that some other time.
1: Yeah, no, Gus Edwards. Gus, no one
0: touches Patrick Mahomes. Gus Edwards could maybe way.
1: start in a running back committee for half the league, but he's not just starting at running back for half the league. I I'd I, I give you that there's probably five to six top 30 running backs, top 40 running backs in the NFL in that in that division. And I believe that the Steelers are obviously built to deal with that problem.
0: Sure. All
1: right. I'll give I'll give you that much. That's a that's all that's all i give you. I'm, I'm thank not, you. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I feel like, and I feel like that's a good spot to leave the, leave the NFL. We talked, you know, we talked Super Bowl favorites. We talked, uh, MVP favorites. We talked, we even got it around to talk about running backs and nobody talks about running backs anymore. Nobody cares about them. So Who let's cares? talk about, uh, we always like to do, we all, we, we like to talk about the NFL and obviously we're going to be the most well-versed in the NFL. But as, as we talk about every week, we, uh, you know, we have, we, uh, try to stay kind of well-rounded and especially when there's championship Series is going on, like, you know, in the upcoming weeks after the NBA is over, we're probably going to talk about the MLB and their playoffs come, that are happening right now. Uh, go Twins for me, personally. I think like that's the team I'm cheering for in the MLB. I think that's the saddest. I think they've Padres. had the saddest history. I'm with Padres. Pa- 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 Padres are Twins, easy ones to cheer for. But this week, we're actually going to talk about the NBA because uh, the NBA Finals are starting up tomorrow uh, on Wednesday, which is uh, going to be yesterday for when this comes out on Spotify. But... um. It's the Heat versus the Lakers. The matchup that everybody saw coming, right? <laughs> um, with uh, I think there's a, a little fun thing that started to float around social media is uh, the J.R. Smith who's now in the Lakers actually predicted this back into February. He predicted Lakers Heat, and uh, Stephen A. Smith sh- was sh- sharing his Christmas list, his Christmas wish, Chris, Chris, Christmas, that's Chris, a tongue twister right Christmas there, Christmas wish list, and was talking about his his number one thing he was talking about and he was talking about it for the social aspects of it but he was saying that his number his number one wish would be a Miami uh, uh, uh heat Lakers Finals and here we are heat Lakers um Jimmy Butler's obviously uh been hot Saucing. him and bam carried carry the heat through the playoffs and
0: don't forget Tyler Harrow the white man
1: well I I want to talk about a different a different shooter for the for the heat uh as we as we wrap up here but that's, and that's a good segue for that. Owen, oh, if you had to pick a key player for each for each of these teams heading into the finals that aren't and 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 I did and I did throw the little caveat out. you. Yeah, I I want to just I want to avoid. Yeah,
0: get away the obvious ones. I want to get fine. away
1: from I want to get away from Jimmy Butler and I want to get away from LeBron James. Obviously, that's fine. Same, those are those are not those are not. Nobody wants to hear me talk about LeBron for uh, you know twenty minutes here about how he's the key player mm-hmm. for Lakers. Everybody that's knows. Fine. He's the key player for the Lakers. So, if you had to give me one for Miami and one for the Lakers, who are? So
0: I hope I hope our research didn't combine on the same player. We do like to think alike, but uh, my key player for the Heat is Bam Adebayo, the uh, the look alike Dwight Howard. Uh, you should look at it. They 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 really do look a lot alike. But Bam had 30, 30 plus in their, their final win against the Celtics, was the uh, Heat's leading scorer in that game because um, he found out that nobody could stop him on the Celtics and oh. he just popped off. Oh. That was my reaction too.
1: Oh, that is weird. He really does look like Dwight Howard. What the hell, man? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so. – okay, Sorry. Yeah. Keep yeah. Going. So
0: I I was looking up Bam Adebayo because I wanted to see how many points he had. And I was like, why do they have a picture of Dwight Howard? No, they they look the facial hair. They look very much alike. Yeah, but Bam, the, Dwight uh,
1: Howard's playing for the Lakers, right? So I, we should get we right. should get a picture. Oh, together. well. I want well, to see well first of all, out. I have
0: the thing on Dwight Howard. He shouldn't touch the court if the Lakers want to win. Well, of course not. Uh, he should stay out. He stay away. So, uh, I should be Kuz and AD, but that's uh, also my X factor for the series is the big man matchup, Kuz and AD versus Bam Adebayo. Uh, whoever wins that, I think will win, because uh, we saw uh, the Lakers somehow managed to limit uh, uh, Jokic, and I say limit lightly. Uh, he was still dropping triple doubles, but right. uh, if you can limit Bam and not have him pop off and uh, find a way so that only Jimmy Butler is popping off, I think the Lakers win. Yeah. So for me, the uh, the key player for Miami is Bam Adebayo,
1: and who's your key player for the Lakers?
0: Uh, it's got to be AD. Um, you know, people say he's the second best player. It, uh, people say he's the best player. Um, if he wants his ring, he's got to play like a, he deserves it. And he, he's he's a great player. And he's been averaging insane numbers in the playoffs. And he's got to continue against the Heat team. I honestly don't think plays that great of defense. Obviously, their defense has gotten them here with their chase down blocks. And just uh, overall, uh, just tenacity, but I think they might meet their match against the, the big man, even, even in Coos. I don't know. They haven't played against a real good big man yet. The Heat, um, mm-hmm. So I think they might meet their match at 80 and Coos as much as it pains me to say Coos's name in this. I don't even know if they have an answer.
1: Right. And I think, I think I'm going to go off the beaten path for both my key players. My key player for uh, Miami is actually the other, The other white guy three-point shooter that nobody talks about is – who actually nobody talks about is Duncan Robinson. Uh, Really? Wow. He's he's been the most dangerous uh, catch-and-shoot three-pointer in the NBA uh, this season and especially these playoffs. And – Probably in, in there's a there's comparisons to I was reading an article about it. There's comparisons to Clay Clay Thompson's seasons that he's had uh, the past few seasons really? he had in, in Golden State and and Steph as being the best catch and release guy. And he's got the best catch and release three point percentage uh ever in a season. So shooting, uh, it was like 40, like 49.5 percent catching. Yeah, it's holy it's an, it is an, it is an insane amount. And no, I think I, I think he's been a big key to the Heat's success. And obviously, having a guy that can just You know that you can just dial it up and send it to him, and he buries it. That's a great, always a great uh, start to it. Always a great uh, player to have, and I think so. I think him him being on and continuing to be at that clip for his for his catch and catch and release three pointers. I I think catch and release is actually a fishing term. Catch and shoot three pointers uh, is going to be key for the Heat, and uh, on the Lakers side, it's actually kind of a We talked about we talked about some old players. You talked about Dwight Howard not being not shouldn't be touching the court, but an old player who should be touching the court is actually Rajon Rondo. Uh, his his return has actually elevated the Lakers to kind of an unstoppable, uh, a very unstoppable high level offense that we've been seeing through these playoffs. Uh, he actually raised their offensive rating from uh 112.4 points per 100 possessions to uh with him off the court to when he was on the court when once he came back he raised it to 118.3 with him on the wow. court for, per 100. So, you know, that's a, a six. that's a 6 wow. that's a 6 point bump for having Rajon uh for having Rondo and his and his movement it has helped uh, off the ball scoring uh, He's creating about 17.5 points per game with just uh, that, does, that, that, that he's Rondo not scoring.
0: Does Rondo have a a ring yet?
1: Uh yeah, he got one with the Celtics, I believe. Wasn't he part of the big three? Wasn't he the other part of the big I three? Think so. I think so. No, no, be. he wasn't part of the big three. But I think he did win a ring with the big three. You'll have to quote me on that. Remember when I introduced this segment and I talked about how I didn't really, we, we really know the Twice on the first team and NBA.
0: during his time at Boston, Rondo uh, won the 2008.
1: Yeah, that, that that 2008 Celtics team is milked, Dang, so milked a, one a, ring for man. the most clout of all time, by the way. Did you what see? You well, did you see Paul Pierce talking about how, how oh, he, Paul how his team was, how players in his age weren't scared to play LeBron, and all this stuff, and how everybody right now is just too scared to play LeBron. Holy yeah, shit! I, Paul, Paul Pierce P- needs to oh, be quiet. Paul Pierce is probably one of the biggest LeBron haters right now. Um, He's and, for the, and, He's and for the and for the X Factor, while I did say that we should stay away from LeBron and Jimmy Butler to begin with, I believe that the, my X Factor in the series is. Uh, is is, it's got to be lebron i'm sorry this is this is lebron's legacy this is the lakers this is the, the, line. the this is the lakers uh you know this is the kobe ring this is a big this is a big deal right. for the lakers this is a big deal for lebron right. and his legacy and what he what he wants to bring to the city of los angeles and the and the lakers and i and if they win if they win there if if lebron wins in la it's it's gonna add so much to his resume. It's gonna make it so hard, right. you know. He's he's won with three different teams, and while yeah he hasn't been perfect in the finals, he just doesn't. He's been to the finals uh, nine out of nine, nine out of the last ten, ten years. years, yeah, And nine out of nine years when he's healthy. You know he missed a big chunk of the season last year when he missed the when he missed the playoffs. So, right. so yeah, I think this is this is uh it's a very obvious X factor, but I believe it's gotta be LeBron. So, so yeah, what's
0: your prediction?
1: Oh, uh, my prediction, uh, Lakers in six.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm there with you. I uh, think I think Lakers I might go, go spicy with Lakers in five or maybe even Lakers in four. I was I, I think this is a pretty big mismatch to be honest. Right. I think the fact that the Heat had to grind their way through all these wins surprisingly. First of all, I thought it was going to be Celtics. Uh, the fact that the Heat, I just think that the Lakers are just an awful matchup for the Heat. Yeah. I think I think the Lakers maybe,
1: are a terrible matchup for anybody right now. They were the I think, the, well, the, I the closest think that, team was the Clippers and they and they blew it.
0: Right. Because they had big great big man play they had great big men play. Um yeah, I just I just think this is a probably pretty easy win for the Lakers. Uh obviously it's the finals and anything can happen. Uh we see a team that, you know, everyone thought was going to lose first or second round make make it all the way here. But uh in the NBA is probably the best league for this. Um the better team almost always wins in the finals.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I'm with you and I just I yeah, I, th- I, it, but, but, and, 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 and reverse wise, if LeBron, if LeBron blows this, is, uh, I, I don't know if they'll ever let him live it down, and I don't know if they'll, if he'll ever be in the goat LeBron's debate. LeBron's
0: not gonna care, but I mean, he will care. He's, but. I don't know Brown's
1: if he'll promise. ever be in the goat debate ever again.
0: Oh no, he'll only be number two. Yeah, just but I think it's,
1: it's one of those weird things. This is a make or break series for LeBron's legacy. I think if he wins, I, I, I don't I, think if, he, if win he wins, he submits he submits himself up there for sure. If he loses, it's over.
0: I, I mean, once again, we're talking about it like a what thirty six year old LeBron.
1: Yeah, and and it's in his and, and it's his tenth finals. But I'm just
0: yeah. I, he, I don't think we're gonna have to worry
1: about. It. I'm not. Yeah, and I, and I don't think anybody's actually that worried about it. But I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We'll see. We'll have to see.
0: All right. That was, yeah. All
1: right. Well, you know, as we like to do here, uh, you got a, little, got a little pop culture minute? You got a little minute rant you want to go on here? Yeah,
0: sure. Got a little something you want to talk about? Uh, Well, first of all, I got to address something in the chat real quick. Uh, uh, someone said I you, they don't think LeBron is in front of Kareem. Stop. Uh, Kareem played in a league where paper mache uh, uh, figures played in the league, and all you had to do was go like this. Put your arm, right arm up and then just put it down to dunk. Um, that's how Kareem's, Kareem, Kareem, LeBron aren't comparable players. And, uh, you, you, I, and I hate the rings argument. Uh, Bill Russell goat. If you're going to talk about rings. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, pop culture minute. Shout out to the little brother McLean. He had a. He, he's a freshman in high school and he was balling out on Aquinas today. If you didn't, if you. you oh, uh, oh, Numb oh, dick. Oh, stop. Dumb king, stop! Yeah, a foul right. wasn't really a foul. He was also two feet taller than everybody. But uh, moving on. Uh, if you don't know anything about St. Thomas Aquinas, uh, you know that they're I, a Catholic school. Uh, and uh, if you went to a public school, you know that uh, Catholic schools cheat because they can City. recruit. Uh, in St. Thomas Aquinas is, uh, I'm pretty sure, nationwide. But because um, there's one in Florida, so I think there's one. But. Uh, popular saying that Catholic schools can recruit uh players because they charge admission so they can give scholarships and entice people to come to their school which is cheating in my opinion but uh we saw some today Truman it was an eight to two finish McLean had a, a header goal and a left footed goal he's right foot dominant so he was uh, one right foot strike away from the perfect hat trick so oh. a big shout out to the little brother
1: oh nice you love to see it you love to see it. nice little wholesome one minute there from Owen Dumb. You're not going to get a wholesome minute from me. I've got a problem here. And I just want i want everybody to understand is that when your team loses, and it, I'm, I'm sick of this. I'm sick of this every single year. It happens after a bad loss or a team has a bad start to the season, and it happened again for the Atlanta Falcons this year. Stop burning your goddamn jerseys. Nobody cares that you're burning. <laughs> one, nobody cares that you're burning your NBA. That, nobody cares that you're burning your, your jerseys. No one cares. No one's like, God, you got him, dude. No one's like, oh, did you hear, did you hear Jim burned his jerseys last week? So cool. Nobody – it makes you look immature. It makes you look stupid. They fleeced you. I watched somebody today burning all their Falcons gear. Oh, I'm done with this team. Don't. Oh, oh, here's this – and he's like, oh, here's the Matt Ryan jersey I got. We're done with this team, you know. Oh, yeah, babe, throw that Matt Ryan jersey. And they said this. It was a signed Matt Ryan jersey that said – Oh, yeah, throw that signed Matt Ryan jersey in there that I bought for you for $250 for your birthday last year into the fire. Christ, stop doing it. Nobody cares. It's all for internet clout. Please stop doing it. Please, nobody cares. Please, 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 please stop burning stuff. Please, please stop burning stuff. It's just it's so dumb and it makes you look like children and I'm sick of it and I'm sick of you seeing it and stop burning your stuff keep your jerseys sell them to someone else get way get rid of it in a mature way when I when I stopped drinking beer and I switched to seltzers to try and be healthy which is a which is a funny statement in general anyways <laughs> I gave I just gave away 40 beers to my buddy. I didn't need to. I didn't need to burn the. I didn't need to burn 40 beers on social media to try and get some kind of clout for switching from beers to seltzer. I'm sick of it. Stop burning your stuff. Throw it out, or give it to a friend, or sell it, or put it in a thrift store like an adult. <laughs> I'm done. That's it. It's my pop culture minute.
0: It's beautiful. I'm, I'm very well done. I'm a pissed very off well. Truman
1: Steed. That's a very wholesome Owen Dom. It's weird that we've switched places this week. <laughs> uh, so Owen Dom can be found over there at twitch.tv slash domination7. That's D-A-H-M-I-N-A-T-I-O-N, the number seven. And, I, and I'm Truman Steen. You can find me at twitch.tv slash machine. That's S-T-E-E-H-N-M-A-C-H-I-N-E or twitter.com slash machine spelled the same way. Uh, you can find yes, us sir. either way. Uh, I do. We do uh, Sunday NFL pregame, just me and Owen. And I also do a uh, gambling show with my professional handicapper father, uh, Scott Steen, who's the lead handicapper there over there sure. at Winners and Winners on Fridays. We do Steen versus Machine. So yeah, come check us out. Uh, it's been great. I'm stick around. Do we uh, normally stick around? Do a little Q and A after this, and yep, I think we're gonna don't keep forget. The, we're gonna keep the streams rocking. So yeah. Hop in uh hop into one of our streams sometimes join uh join our discord we always we always love to talk sports with anybody but again yeah
0: hop in our discord if you, uh, you hate my takes or if you want to help me hail Lamar oh i love you bro Just hop in we can hail Lamar together it's going to be great uh but yeah as always we're, we stick around in the discord for about 20 uh 25 minutes 20 30 minutes so just call, come yell at us
1: yeah and again i've been Truman stein that's owen dom thank you guys for yep. listening to Uh, the Dom That's True podcast. We really do appreciate it, especially if you made it this far. Uh, We'll see you guys. We'll see you guys. (laughs) A little long today. Yeah. We will see you guys next week. And yeah, that'll be great. See you then, guys.